Welcome to Put a Word on It, a podcast presented by Men of Valor. In each episode, we're going to talk with a different man, but each one with a unique journey from brokenness to freedom. I'm your host, Rudy Kalis. I spent over 40 years as a TV sportscaster, then retired and joined the Men of Valor program as a volunteer. So join the conversation, reconciling men to God, their families, and society. Welcome to another edition of Put a Word on It, brought to you by the Lee Company, which has been very kind to us. We appreciate all of their support. There's a man I want you to meet that I've really enjoyed being around. This has been special. We've been taking men that are freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors here in the program. In other words, three months for each period. This man, Bobby Stout, is a freshman for the second time. There's a whole story to that. And yet he kept that big smile on his face, and God used him in what he called a special mission. Here's Bobby. I got a kick out of that. You called yourself a six-year freshman? Yeah, I'm a six-year freshman. Got that green land, land here, which you have to be as a freshman? Yeah, I'm like Blutowski. <laughs> Gosh, you've been through so much to have yes, been sir. through this and into this system now for the second time. You've yes, had sir. quite a life, haven't you? Yes, sir. Where did yes, it start? Um, I was born in Dalton, Georgia. And uh, so I, I moved here when I was three. My mom and I moved here when I was three years old. I grew up right here in Antioch. No daddy? Well, my dad, he's never been in the picture. I mean, he's not like a, a deadbeat guy or anything. He just, him and my mom didn't see eye to eye, so she left. They had me when they were teenagers, you know, so. Ooh. But they were out on their own, you know, and I don't really know the whole story. But, you know, my dad, he was, they they would kidnap us back and forth. He would come and kidnap us, and then my mom would have to come kidnap us back. And How many of it do you talk about us? How many? Oh, I have, I have a little sister, and I, I have a younger brother that has a different father, but. Okay. My sister, she's four years younger than I am, so she okay. was born after we came. Like my mom left when she was pregnant with my sister. So you move up here, you're growing up, you're a kid, life pretty good, or are you mischievous? Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, I was mischievous. I um, I lived with my grandmother and my mom, and um, so I pretty much was spoiled by my grandmother, and then my grandmother, she got sick with cancer when I was about ten and passed away when I was twelve. And my mom, she's, I love my mom to death. I don't want to put her in a bad negative light or anything, but she was uh, like a, a kid trying to raise a kid. You know, she wanted to still run around and things. And So you kind of grew up, seems to me like you might have grown up free to do whatever you want, run with whoever you want, right? That's that's basically it, yeah. And that, and that started uh, troubles. Yeah, like I went to school because I wanted to go to school, you know, and stuff. You know, my my first encounter with the law, actually, I was – in my freshman year at Antioch High School, we over on Blue Hole Road, and uh, I had smoked a joint with my mom on the way to school. I'd missed the bus, and when I got in school, I smelled like weed and had a pocket knife on me. So that was my first oh. uh, encounter with law. So, of course, my mom, when she comes to juvenile, what are you doing? You know, and she has to make it sound real good. But like I said, my mom was like a big sister, you know, so. But I love her, and we, I took her to dinner Sunday, you know, we're – we get along, you know. Well, how did it get worse and worse? What happened? Well, I um, I started selling drugs when I was in about, I guess I was in sixth or seventh grade. I used to get, you know, weed from my mom, and I'd go sell joints at school, like two dollars a piece, three for five dollars, and I would make cinnamon. I've always been a had an entrepreneurial spirit, <laughs> I would, let's say, and uh, I'd sell cinnamon toothpicks, nihilators, you know, everything. And, I just progressed. Uh, I guess when I first really got into anything, my mom had a had this boyfriend, and uh, he was from Garland, Texas, 
And I went with him to Texas to pick up some some drugs and stuff to bring back. It was like, so it looked like a father and son type deal. And uh, I guess through that, I got some kind of a, in my mind, I sort of wanted to be like a Scarface. You know, I didn't have my, in my aspirations, instead of being like a lawyer, a banker or something, I wanted to be some kind of kingpin. I got twisted in the head somewhere. Mm. Yeah, and so. Um, How'd the law get involved? How'd it get well, to that Well, when point? I was um, 18 years old, I got caught with a couple pounds of marijuana. And then when I was 19, I'd got um, uh, aggravated burglary and attempted aggravated robbery. And um, ended up with probation through that. And then another in 2005, I got caught with some more pounds of pot. Uh, but I was able to have, uh, I'd always been blessed to be able to save money and always get a good lawyer and get probation. So I never really done any time. And um, 2000, a bunch of stuff just kept growing. In 2010, I got where I was taking people to um, South Florida to the pill clinics. And it's an epidemic. And uh, a friend of mine, he got out of, um, he got out of prison, federal prison in like 2008 and had hooked up with these guys from Atlanta with some heroin. And so I got to sell. I got doing a little too much, got too many people looking and making too much money. And it, it just, um, I was able to, uh, I got well back up a little bit. I got, a, uh, I was on probation and I got a probation violation mm. um, and went to, uh, CC on Harding Place, and that's how I ended up with Men of Valor and Tevin. And then uh, I had done a uh, therapeutic community, and after I graduated that, I had a bunch of stuff. I've been in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And I was I read a book by Franklin Graham called A Rebel with a Cause when I was at Murfreesboro going to court. And that book, after I read that book, I got on my knees and asked God to just help me, to use me, to, you know, get me to where, you know, the potential of the man I'm supposed to be, you know, because I know I've always felt a close, I didn't grow up in church, but I've always felt a spiritual connection. Like God's always been right there with me. It's kind of a battle there, isn't it? Because there's an adrenaline rush with being a kingpin. And, and you know, there's a high to wanting to do that sort of stuff. And all of a sudden you got this other pulling on you. Yeah. It's interesting. So you come over here to Men of Valor when you got out. Yes, sir. Um, and it was actually, they, I was serving time and one Sunday morning, the officer told me to pack my pack my bags. I was going home, and I thought it was a you know you're playing a joke on me because he was a jokester. He said no, and he had an African accent. No, pack your stuff. And so I told him, I said, "There's no way. I've got holds and everything else." Well, I'd only been in the Jericho program for two or three weeks, and so once I got out, they let me go. So I called Tevin and them. They met with me and they accepted me from the street. I stayed here for eight months and then knock on the door, knock on the door. So what happened? All of a sudden they got you and did what? Well, I was at work. It was St. Patrick's day and I was a forklift driver and the head security lady, she come and asked me, could I help her get something out of her car? And I said, yes, ma'am. You know, I know why she come and got me. I didn't really think of it. And when I got outside, there was about 30 U S Marshall and TBI agents. And, uh, from that day on, I was locked up until August 13th of la last month this year. Wow. So God used this as a, to disciple me, to teach me where I could. He knew what I didn't know. He had a mission trip for me. Yeah. But, uh, you, isn't there a party said, wait a minute. Or uh, how do you accept some of them coming and saying, you're going back to jail? Well, that's what I can't explain. There was a, a peace come over me the whole time. You don't know, I was uh, 
I call Tevin, it's a joke, I call him sensei. He really poured into me and I learned a lot and I just was able to get, you know, when walking with the Lord, I was able to get to a, a comfortable place. And through all of it, I was at peace. I was at comforted. And um, he just, it's been a, I can't explain the journey. I just know God had his hand in it. But you're, you're literally converting guys in prison, right? Yes, yes, like sir. you said, it's a mission trip. Yes, sir. For that whole period of time, how long? Four years? Almost five years, yes, sir. Five years. And you get back out. Are you surprised you've stuck with it? I mean, the look on your face is this is a whole way of life forever. But is there a little part of you that says, man, I can't believe I'm staying with this? You know, it was a struggle in there sometimes because I went to a time that I felt like I, I plateaued and got burned out a little bit. And I just, you know, you pray about it. And I just kept walking and doing. And he's just been so faithful. You know, I've, just, I've had so much support. Like, I never went one time without being able to order commissary. Friends that I hadn't talked to in years would find my mom and just give her money, hundreds of dollars to put on my books and things. You know, it's just God has had his hand. I get emotional talking about God's had his hand on me. Well, you don't mind having that green on as a freshman to start all over, right? No, sir. I'm proud of it. What do you want to do? What do you, where, where's your vision? Well, I want to I want to be a part of Mental Valley forever. If it's just an alumni, but a guy that was a, a lot of guys at West High that I don't want to forget. I had some real brothers in Christ that we used to fellowship. And uh, I was telling a guy, I want to, you know, find what my purpose is. And and he is telling me, he's a guy been doing life. And he said, you don't go out looking for your purpose. You just keep walking with the Lord. And one day you'll realize that you are in your purpose. You don't have to go looking for it. it you know, he's just going to keep growing you and you'll continue and you'll you'll find where you're supposed to be. And so that's where I'm at right now. I'm just keeping being obedient, staying in the word. And I know that's where I'm supposed to be. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself and get tripped up. No, I don't blame you. I've told people before, but my favorite verse in the Bible is Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good deeds that he's prepared ahead of time for us to walk in. And that's what you're doing. Lord, here I am. Well, you know the name of the program is put a word on it. Have you got a word for me? Uh, my favorite scripture is uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. All right. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will make your path straight. And that's where I'm at in my life. That's the way I try to live my life now. Take one word out of that. What, would it, what might it be? Trust? Trust. Trust in the Lord. Well, you look like a man. Just to look in your eyes, I can see you're going to trust. Uh, yes, sir. God bless you. Thank you so much for being around, Bob. Thank you. Well, let me put a word on it. I just love being around Bobby. Can't you just feel that gentleness, that spirit about him? His word is trust. Can you do anything else? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You can see that that's all of what he wants to do. That's his whole life right now. Everywhere he goes, goes back to prison, and he feels like it's a mission trip. How can you do that without trusting? Beautiful story. Bobby just made our day. Thanks for joining us. Join us again next time as we put a word on it. You've been listening to Put a Word on It. We would love for you to subscribe wherever you download fine podcasts. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify. Put a Word on It is brought to you by Men of Valor. To learn more, go to movnashville.com.